This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. Five years ago, supplier companies were falling all over each other trying to get into the business of making turbochargers. Today, there's a rush for the door. Bosch and Mala got out of the business three years ago, not long after they started making turbos. Continental is reportedly trying to sell its turbocharger business, even though it's only been in the segment a few years. And Garrett, one of the largest turbocharger manufacturers, recently filed for bankruptcy. Turbo sales are strong and growing, but many suppliers are starting to back out of making components for internal combustion engines. They want to invest in EVs and AVs because that's where they see future growth. And just to put a punctuation point on that, Continental announced it's investing in a California startup called AI that makes LiDAR. Last year, ASIN, the Japanese transmission supplier, also invested in the startup. AI says its LiDAR can detect vehicles as far away as 300 meters. It can see pedestrians 200 meters away and can detect small, low-reflective objects like a brick up to 150 meters away. October's new car sales in the U.S. market are coming in really strong. Ward's Intelligence says the SAR will likely come in at 16.8 million units, meaning the market has almost completely recovered. Ward says that sales next year could top 16 million vehicles. And last year, without the impact of the pandemic, sales were around 17 million units. And the pandemic hurt global car sales, but LMC Automotive says sales of battery cars shot up 11%. However, the results vary widely by region, and most of that EV growth came from Europe, which has aggressive policies to boost the sales of electrics. European automakers face massive fines if they miss CO2 targets, and it's cheaper for them to lose money selling EVs than to pay fines for ICEs that miss CO2 regulations. LMC forecasts that nearly 50% of all new car sales in Europe will be BEVs by the early 2030s. We want to know what drives your testing. OTA, connected car, diagnostics, remote testing, Intrepid Control Systems is here to help you work from anywhere. Intrepid Control Systems, driven by your data. The world is changing at an ever-increasing pace. No matter what the mode of transportation, there is always the need for an efficient propulsion system. And that's exactly what Borg Warner has been doing since the earliest days of the automotive industry. Supplier ZF is making it so that any diesel-powered semi-truck can convert into a hybrid. All an operator has to do is hook up to its e-trailer, which is integrated with an electric axle and batteries. The pack is charged through regen braking, and then it can use that energy to power vehicle functions or assist the engine. Benefits include all-wheel drive-like performance with increased traction on slippery surfaces and better acceleration, which would be particularly useful when getting on the highway. And it's not crazy to think we'll see fleets adopt solutions like this. We've seen a ton of plug-in hybrids hit the market to help meet stricter emission standards and be able to drive through electric-only zones in Europe. 
and now heavy-duty truck emissions are coming under greater scrutiny too. And ZF claims its e-trailer can reduce fuel consumption up to 16% or reduce it by 6.5 liters per 100 kilometers driven. Tesla is moving on from its skateboard design. Last month at its battery day, the company announced it's developing structural batteries. And during the EV maker's third quarter earnings call, an analyst asked Elon Musk if this means that Tesla will get rid of its skateboard design. He responded that the skateboard will become obsolete in the long term, but the transition to structural battery packs will take years. For those of you who don't know, the skateboard features the battery pack in the floor of the car and the electric motor between the wheels. And in other Tesla news, the company's stock dipped slightly in pre-market trading after it announced that its capital expenditure spending in 2020 will be on the high end between $2.5 billion and $3.5 billion. And the company said it expects CapEx spending to be between $4.5 billion and $6 billion in the next two fiscal years. Tesla says it will be able to continue to self-fund its projects through the sales of its cars. And wait, there's even more Tesla news. Bloomberg reports that Elon Musk just got the fourth payment of his outsized compensation package. So far, he's collected $11.8 billion and has eight more payments to go. If he continues to meet targets for Tesla's stock market value and adjusted earnings, Musk could end up putting $50 billion in his bank account. He's already worth over $100 billion, making him the fourth richest person in the world. AutoLine Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires, your journey, our passion. Intrepid Control Systems, over-the-air engineering, boost your game. And by BorgWarner, propulsion solutions that support a clean, energy-efficient world. Plugging into a charger isn't the only way to power up an electric vehicle. Volvo Buses is now offering buses with a pantograph, like an electric trolley, the buses connect to an overhead line with the pantograph, which is mounted on the top of the bus. The feature will be available next year in Europe on its 7900 series of electric buses, including articulated versions. The pantograph allows operators to charge the bus at a bus stop or bus depot. And Volvo isn't the only truck maker that offers vehicles with a pantograph. Mercedes and Scania also offer the feature. We've talked a lot about how Volkswagen needs to free up cash for its electrification efforts. A lot of that has focused around the sale of Bugatti, Ducati, and Lamborghini. But here's another possible solution. Reports out of Germany say Bentley will become a subsidiary of Audi starting next year. While there aren't many details, we would expect to see management cuts and the consolidation of design and engineering divisions. And there's already talk of using Audi technology for an upcoming Bentley SUV. Everybody's favorite off-road machine is celebrating a significant milestone. Tomorrow marks the 70th anniversary of the Unimog. Production originally started in 1948 by the Boehringer brothers. But on October 27, 1950, Daimler signed the official contract to take over the Unimog. Those first models used a detuned version of the diesel engine from the Mercedes 170D passenger car. And as we all know, the Unimog is still serving people today. To this date, over 380,000 Unimogs have been sold around the world. That's it for today. Thanks for watching. 
We'll see you again tomorrow.